<laughs> if I could, I would show it to you. <laughs> oh, I can't. I wish I could. <laughs> One of those ones where it's looking like the double chin. <laughs> not good, Perno. Not good. <laughs> I should post it later. Awesome. Good to be here today. How good was that worship team? How cool was that? Well done. That was beautiful. Wherever Jen is, my eyes are working. That was beautiful, Jen. Thank you for that, guys. It was cool. Very cool. Who would think that three, <laughs> three musicians could bring a sound like that? And, um, you know, heaven touching earth. And so good to hear from Rosie earlier about youth on Friday night. Because really, it was a heaven touching earth night. It was phenomenal. I think we have some photos, possibly, maybe. We'll see. We'll wait here awkwardly. Um, so that's James and Emma, so they were sharing their testimonies, and they did. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan's in the background. <laughs> Spot the Ryan. Um, these two guys have never shared their testimonies before, and um, they were both super nervous, hence, can we do it together? <laughs> can we sit down? <laughs> Whatever helps. But um, so cool, um, so authentic and real. James shared about a God encounter that he has, and I mean, wouldn't mind me sharing this. He's going to share at church eventually, I told him. But he can struggle sometimes with anxiety. And he had a moment and he said, oh, Dean, I was, I was struggling. And it was, you know, late at night at home. And he said, I felt something tell me that I should put some worship music on and that I should pray. And he said, oh, I never really pray. So I thought, oh, let's pray this. And he put on the song, A Beautiful Name. And he said that as he prayed, he just felt this peace come. <laughs> he said, I went really cold and then really warm. <laughs> but... He felt a shift, and he said, from that moment when I opened my eyes, he said, it's like I was thinking differently. And he said, I haven't, he said, I felt so happy since that moment. And Emma shared a testimony of how she came to faith when she was younger, and her dad was in, unfortunately, in an accident. And she said, I prayed to God, and I think he was hit by a truck, is that correct? Yeah, dad was hit by a truck, and um, she prayed, and miraculously, he was fine, and he was okay. And that, those two testimonies just set a platform for you know, you don't have to share much after that. <laughs> Just set a platform for the presence of God to come. And again, you know, God ministering, um, you know, girls crying, um, our leaders like Mandy and Steph rushing, what do we do? No. <laughs> but it was a good team effort and it was incredible. So praise God. How good is that? And, you know, like I said, so many things happened for that to occur. And we had an awesome, awesome team, awesome night. Well done, James and Emma. You know, we believe, we know, since Light Conference last year, something shifted in our youth ministry. We had more photos, didn't we? Yeah. Glow. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't awkward. <laughs> um, but since Light, something shifted in our youth ministry. And I just encourage you guys, if you haven't come to Light, come along. Yeah, that's a team. A few extra lights. But um, awesome night. Awesome turnout, too. But, yeah, just incredible. And, you know, like Sarah said, I think she shared earlier with our team, what an incredible place we are in as a church at the moment, what an incredible season, um, you know, like Friday night, it feels like it's an open heaven, a time where God is moving, a time when God is near, and people just seem more open to God and want to know more, and even um, Emma and James, they spoke about how they've been, they've been water baptized, and we had, Rose and I had kids coming up saying, oh, we want to get water baptized, <laughs> we're like, woohoo, awesome, <laughs> talk to your parents, no, <laughs> let us know, but how cool is that, these guys, there's something I want to be a Christian, I want this, and every second kid now from <laughs> you six to you nine asks, can I be a leader? I want to be a leader. <laughs> oh, like when you're 15. 
Yeah, well, that's it. They want to be part of something more. And they see these guys, these young guys leading youth. And the um, reason why do we get young guys to share testimony? God's moving their life. But again, some of these kids, Rose and I, we're old enough to be their parents. So <laughs> they don't look to us. They do look to us as like examples, but they look to their peers. So the young guys. So how cool is that? So good season, open heaven. God is moving. It's cool. And um, Sarah and Shaz, early in the year, they spoke just both, get my words out right, they both spoke um, prophetic words for the church and Sarah spoke about 2018 being a year of strength and and Shaz spoke about there being more for us and prophetic words, they don't just speak to the way that things are or the season that we're in, they speak to the way things will be, they speak of the future, they speak of the season that we're called to step into and the season we're called to grab a hold of and Prophetic words are about bringing the kingdom of God to earth and often declare things that aren't as they will be or as they're called to be. And I firmly believe that God's positioning us as his church in a place of strength where we can carry the more that he's called us to do. And, you know, Shaz spoke of a season of God. She spoke about God stretching us in our prayer not to be, you know, God fill me, but God stretch me. And, you know, on the note of strength, I want to, is Ryan, are you busy, Ryan? Come up the front. Are you busy? No, he's on sound. You don't have any jobs to do, do you? Any example of strength? <laughs> I might get Morrison as well. So, <laughs> Ryan's scared. Ooh, a little bit awkward. So, strength, strength can be defined, as you look at these two men, as a quality or state of being strong or muscular. Ryan, show them your muscles. Ryan's like, I'm already flexing. <laughs> but also, strength can be the capacity of an object or substance to withstand great force or pressure. And this is often how strength is built. So, Ryan, I want you to do some push-ups. <laughs> we all know. Just, help, just do a few. So, right now he's adding force and pressure. <laughs> and he's building strength. Yeah, and... This is what I wanted, I actually wanted Morrison to do that. <laughs> Morrison, at least sit on his back. If we want to increase more strength, <laughs> we add Morrison to the load. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> That's what we shouldn't do. <laughs> Funny's got the baby. Awesome. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Ryan's like, I'll get you back. <laughs> it will come. But visual representation of like we build strength by pressure and adding pressure. And obviously he's working on his biceps and pecs and back muscles. I know what they're called, don't I? All that sort of stuff. But when we add more strength, what it should do is increase the strength, more weight and pressure. What we do is we increase the strength that we build. So summing up, if you feel like you're in a place where you feel like you're being stretched or under pressure, you can take heart because maybe you're in the right place. And maybe that's where God wants you to be. And I think all the leaders in the house take a big sigh. Oh. Um, but the word of God says that God brings us from strength to strength and from glory to glory. So 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all with unveiled face, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory 
to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And you may not look different when you look into the mirror, but nonetheless, we're being transformed in the image of God and the glory of God. And I love the message version that says that our lives gradually become brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we are becoming more like Him. And Psalm 84 from verse 4 says, Blessed are those who dwell in the house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Bacar, they, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools, or it says it covers it with blessing, blessing in the valley. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God and Zion. And you know, I read some really cool commentaries on this, and I'll read it from here. It says, each difficulty surmounted adds fresh courage and vigor. The farther they travel onward in that way, instead of being faint and weary as travelers in such cases are, they won't be. They grow stronger and stronger. And my favorite part, being greatly refreshed with the comfortable end of their journey. <laughs> another commentary says, they go from one victory to another as they come nearer and nearer to the end of the journey. Their strength, their passion, their firmness of purpose increases. And you know, not that I'm suggesting that any of us are coming to the end of our journey, but the point is, is that as they go on, through things that we should wear them down, it actually increases strength. Strength to strength and victory to victory. How good is that? You know, wherever we're at, wherever we find ourselves, good, bad, ugly, mountain, valley, high or low, God's promise is that we'll go from glory to glory to glory and strength to strength and victory to victory. Thanks, Ryan. And you might say, my circumstances don't look so glorious and I don't feel like I'm in a place of strength not like Ryan, <laughs> can't bench press. And so often we find ourselves in this place, but remember, strength is built. God is faithful. God is sovereign. And I think this morning that God wants to bring us to a greater place of strength and intervene into some situations. Make sense? Mm. I just want to grab a drink. No, I want the other one. <laughs> Trying to be helpful. <laughs> just great help. <laughs> it sounded like a joke. <laughs> oh, it doesn't go downhill from here. Um, but, oh, bad time for a joke, eh? But does anyone feel like sometimes they have a lot going on and everything, maybe not everything, hopefully not everything, but most things, most things, just as bad as everything, is out of their control? <laughs> Raise your hands, anyone? Yeah. Yep, awesome. It's good. Rosie, we're normal. <laughs> um, Recently, for us, we just seem to go through hell of a season where, for some reason, situation after situation, things were completely out of our control. And we kept having things build on each other and going on and on and on. And you're sort of going, it's been, you know, two months, three months, what's happening, God, with this? And with these scenarios and situations, there's nothing that we could do to change them. We just needed God to deal with them, break through in them, and we just needed wisdom and strength to navigate them. You know, not a good place to be, but a good place to be with God. Um, and one week, it just seemed, seemed like, well, probably more me, I felt like everything was compounding, and I'm like, I can't do this. I think it was a week of color conference, so typical, hell breaks loose and Rosie goes to conference. <laughs> probably the best place to be. Uh, would have been there if I could, but <laughs> couldn't be anyway. But, true, maybe not Adam. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... 
But I remember one night, I was just like, God, I'm over this. I can't deal with this. I need at least something resolved. Otherwise, I'm going to break. I'm over being stretched and I'm at my limit. And as I went to God and as I sought God, he, he gave me two, two words. And, you know, these words went together, you know, individually they're significant. But when grouped together, they are significant. They hold power. And I've heard messages preached on this before on those two words of but God and um, you know years and years ago David Ewens who he preached a sermon on, on but God and when these two words are come together in the Bible and what they mean and the power of those and it's always sort of you know stuck with me and I was reminded of them and I'll explain a bit more about that in a in a second but um an example of but God John 10 10 in the passion translation it's Jesus speaking and he says a thief has only one thing in mind he wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I, or you can put in, but God, because Jesus is God, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. And the definition of the word but is used to introduce a word or clause that adds something to a previous statement. Usually, the statement that's added contrasts something. It's something that is different or opposite in nature from what has previously been said. Makes sense? Everyone's with me. So the thief comes to kill, steal, and the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has come to do the opposite. Something contrasting. He brings the opposite force. He's come to what? Bring life and bring life to the full. What does this mean? It means that when we see two words together in Scripture, these two words, it means that there is an intervention, heaven touching earth, a stepping in by God into the moment, and that intervention, it often brings out the opposite, the contrary outcome or results. And, you know, but God, it signals that God has stepped in. He's with us. He's in the situation. You know, but moment, but moments, but God moments, a game changes where miracles occur and action is taken. And the more I looked into it and the more I thought about it, I think, like as a church, I think we're in a season of but God moments. And you think about when, find my notes. Think about Ron shared last week about his daughter Emily. A but God moment, you know, literally Emily being brought from the brink of death into life. You know, Rosie shared last week about her battle with mental health. Again, another but God moment. The enemy might have had plans, but God had a greater plan and purpose for that situation that brought a difference and victory. Um, you know, Leanne shared about her and Larry's situation and their season of battle and what happened. God intervened and he turned things around. Lapani was in a car accident, got hit by a truck, walked away virtually unscathed. What a moment of miraculous, you know, a but God moment intervening. You know, one of our uh, young guys, one of our youth leaders recently, he came off his bike, major head concussion, all that sort of stuff, airlifted to Canberra Hospital. He was told he would have died if he didn't have a helmet on. You know, eight weeks later, he's doing well. You know, eight weeks later, he's doing better than what they expected. And I just think a season of the miraculous and God intervening into situations, how good is that? Praise Praise God, and you know, sometimes the enemy has planned to derail us, but God's plan is to intervene, step in, and the plan and purpose of God always overrides and trumps the enemy's plans because of God there is hope and things can change. And I love Ephesians 3.20. 
God is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams according to his power that is in work within us. That is at work within us. And I know it could seem that, you know, <laughs> he's preaching a one-sided prosperity gospel, even though the Bible does say that we will prosper. But like Sarah said last week, we recognize that sometimes circumstances, they don't turn out the way that we would like. There is loss. Breakthrough doesn't come the way that we want it to, that we had hoped for. But that doesn't mean God can't intervene for us where we're at right now. God's faithful and sovereign. And, you know, Rosie and I have had, you know, do I say what I was going to say? I was going to say that, you know, we've learned a lot of lessons in the last 18 to 24 months. We've learned a lot of lessons all through our life, though. But particularly the last 18 to 24 months, um, we learned a lot about how the way God works in situations, the way that God intervenes and, you know, for, let's read what I wrote. Is that a good plan? No, they say. The intervention of God can look different to what we see, desire, or would like. And for the last 18 months, well, up until about October last year, um, I was unwell, and a part of identifying why I was unwell, I was required to have some genetic testing and for something I'd never heard of, and you know, Rosie can testify to this, I was adamant, I was like, I don't have this. That's not who I am, that's not a part of the plan or purpose in God. And I was so confident, I was like, this is ridiculous. It's so left of field, and what they were saying is something hereditary that had never been seen in my family before. Um, and part of having the genetic testing just meant they could work out what treatment was the best and what would happen. So I was adamant, convinced, you're wrong, doctors. You're not right. The results are going to come back clear. This isn't a part of the plan and purpose God has for my life. And, you know, what happened? The results came back positive. Um, yeah, I was gutted because I knew the implications were so much worse than what it would have been if the results were, were negative. Does everyone know what a face palm is? Does everyone know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, my favorite emoji was a face palm moment, guys. You can all practice if you want. So the results came back positive. Um, implications meant instead of minor surgery, major surgery, and a bunch of whole other stuff. Um, but did God move in our situation? He did. Did God break through in the situation? Yes. Did God turn things around? Did God turn... Did things turn around the way that we would have liked? Did, did, did things turn out the way that we would have liked? Not all of them. Did it suck? Yes. <laughs> it sucked. But did God intervene? Did God totally change the outcome of the circumstances? Yes, he did. You know, in a time of serious illness, he intervened in bringing the contrary, the opposite. He brought healing and wholeness. You know, where would we be without but God moments? You know, where God steps in and miraculously brings a breakthrough. And, you know, the story of Joseph his brothers planned to kill and harm him. He was sold into slavery, but God intervened in his situation, a situation that appeared hopeless, a situation that spanned a lifetime. He brought things full circle. Instead of suffering and death, God brought life. In Genesis 50, 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives, you know, but God intended it for good. You know, instead of harm, God brought life. 
um, in two, in one Samuel from 23 from verse 13, David's enemy King Saul and all his forces were hunting him down with the intention to kill him. And miraculously, God intervened, covered David and his 600 troops and protected him. So from verse 13, so David and his men, about 600 in number, left Kilar and kept moving from place to place. When Saul was told that David had escaped from Kilar, he did not go there. David stayed in the wilderness. David stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hills of the delits of Zaph. Day after day, Saul searched for him. But God did not give David into his hands. Cool, hey? And Genesis 31, 42, the story of Jacob. Jacob had been living with his uncle, and the time living with his uncle represented a time of oppression and hardship. God had called Jacob out of where he was to return to his homeland, and God made a way for Jacob and his family to flee so that they could continue to walk out the purpose of God in blessing. And from 42, it reads, If God... If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, you surely would have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen my hardship and toil of my hands, and last night he rebuked you. You know, Jacob was able to leave in peace. And maybe like Joseph, you find yourself in a place of hardship because of the choices or actions, all the mistakes that others have made. God can make a way and work things out for good. He can turn a lifetime of hardship around. Or maybe you're in a place where you feel like where David was, you're surrounded by the enemy. You know, darkness is closing in, but God is able to intervene, come to your defense. He can cover and protect you. Or maybe like Jacob, God is calling you to a new place, out from under a black cloud of oppression into a new season, a place of blessing. You know, God is more than able to break through in your situation. And I'm such a firm believer that if we read it in the Bible, God's done it before, God can do it again. You know, and has God not already miraculously intervened for us and humanity? Favorite verses, Romans 5, 7 to 8. Now most people would be not willing to die for an upright person, though someone may be willing to die for someone especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. In Ephesians 2.3, all of us used to live that way, following passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God, so rich in mercy and love and love for us, loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins he gave us life when he raised christ from the dead miraculous intervention hey and even now if you read in the bible and i love that we spoke about easter and it's a week after easter but what did jesus do when he died rose again he went and sat at the right hand of the father interceding for us what's intercession it's intervening for us hey god's plan is always intercession intervention out of a place of death, he can bring life. How good is that? We might get the band up now, and I'll hand over in a moment, but um, we don't battle on our own. And, and I just believe that this morning, and we may pray for you. You may take this home as an encouragement, as hope to continue to pray for your situations, but just believe that 
God is able to break through whatever is happening. Maybe today, maybe this week, you can have that but God moment where what has been spoken out, what has been experienced, whether it's for a lifetime, a week, a month, a year, that God can turn things around, that he can right some wrongs. And I'll hand over to Sarah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dino. Awesome. Let's give him a hand.